recording now, so uh, for those listeners who are unaware, I am heading to Vietnam for my brother's wedding that will take me out of the country from this, well, it would have been yesterday for you guys. I think that's like the 22nd. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm leaving on the 21st, so not returning until the 30th, so I'll essentially be missing a normal two weeks of episodes, so we're just recording some filler stuff. Last week was getting the uh, X-Men 92 interview in for you all, and uh, yeah, so you get two episodes of whatever we can put together, and then the week after that, I'll I'm going to be seeing if I can get a copy of the presentation that I'm going to be giving at the Pickerington Public Library for their free comic book day show on somehow. Nice. Which will be weird because I think that's also going to be like an audiovisual thing. But uh, yeah, after that, we're going to be getting back to our normal schedule with us tackling DC 1 million. The other reason we're taking the break is because we both need time for that, and I need to get around to buying the rest of those issues. Hooray for me, Devin. Hooray for Luke. I said hooray for hooray me. Hooray for Zoidberg. Spending money. Uh, but yeah, I, I figured we could do a sort of touch base on the uh, podcast, see where we've been, maybe talk about some of our favorite episodes, and, you know, just have a cool jam sesh where we get to talk more together than I feel that we normally get to do on episodes. Because, especially recently, it's been a lot more of me guiding the episode and you adding in commentary. It's true. Yep. <laughs> That's some good commentating, Lou. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it is a... Uh... It's weird looking back at uh, how old this podcast is. Well, like guess my dad was impressed when I told him we're still going. Yeah, it's much better than my parents sort of being like, "Oh, okay, this is what you choose to do to spend your time." But where we started back in. 2015, so 2015 to 2016, 2016 to 2017, so we are in year two, and I think we started just before, or right around, I started my, like, current position. Well, my current job at company yeah. that I work for. Which was probably why I could actually afford Very cool. I thought it was, like, end of February is when we started. Uh, our first episode went up on March 16th. Okay. And I don't necessarily think that I... Yeah, I don't think I was necessarily using Google Calendar back then. Now that's, like, all my life, and it's kind of sad. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, I... Well, we also just did it at your house, too, so it wasn't as much uh, coordinating. Yeah, or we do it at your house, which was fun. Yeah, the first time that I have it on my calendar is the uh, 
Wednesday the 8th, which would have probably been like our 4th or 5th episode. Which, yeah, like that was kind of fun, just driving out to the uh, weird middle of nowhere house that you lived in, which was honestly just always mm-hmm. so beautiful to be around because it's like surrounded by forests and it was sort of like on the side of a hill and it had very nice windows and it was also quiet except for that dog it did rest in hell yeah it it did yes and uh we won that feud life is weird Yeah. yeah, the woods are nice, we except for the fact it. that there'd be deers that made me scared to leave my house. Because they'd be just staring at me. And then there were bugs that got in, and I don't like bugs. Yeah, I was driving yesterday for work because we had to go to stores and check on our products to make sure that they were displayed properly and stuff. And I mm-hmm. found that I had one of those like stink bugs that we get in Ohio inside, and oh it was, yeah, like climbing up the window. So I rolled the window down, and it climbed up on the middle. And it's like okay, well if I roll this back up, it will uh, it will move in time, and it will be stuck outside of the car. And so I didn't really look to see the conclusion. And then later on, I was like. I wonder what happened to that bug, and I rolled it down, and I crushed a bug, rolled down the side of the window. It's like, I tried to help you, and now my car is filled with sexual pheromones that are going to attract more of your brother into my sweet, sweet baby car. Yep. Car talk. Someone yeah. messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also got that car since we've started this podcast. Unrelated to this podcast because my old car died. I remember that. Uh, I liked your old car. Yeah, the uh, Neon. It was a good car. It got me where I needed to go. And it weirdly felt like it had more space in it than... uh, the one that I have now. At the same time, it's probably good that you don't have that car anymore, so you don't have to have that shameful bumper sticker supporting... What's his name? The guy that Kasich <sighs> beat in the last government. Uh, in the gubernatorial uh, election. Yeah, I have not put up any bumper stickers on my car. I've considered because I've got uh, one from... Brandon Bird, who I got my uh, Frasier Fantastic Four mashup shirt from. The uh, What If Frasier Joined the Fantastic Mm. Four. And, uh, like, he sent one, and it's uh, a guy who looks like he could probably be really good in a Western on a Law and Order. I want to say Sam Waterston, but it's not that guy. It's the other guy who's old. It's not the guy. No, Sam Neil. Really or not Sam. Not Sam Neil. Um, was that the dude who played the Marlboro Man in uh, "Thank You for Smoking"? Or other Ron from Eagleton? No, I don't think so. 
I, I honestly don't remember, and it does not matter. How the heck did Law & Order run for 20 years? Like the main series. Is it over? Yeah. I thought Law & Order was still going strong. Well, no, they have all the spinoffs. Oh, that's weird. I thought it was still going. No, it ended back in 2010, because I sort of remember that it was like this big thing where it was one of the longest running shows was ending. Like, that's sort of the same time as Simpsons, I think. Well, I guess a year before. We should refresh. I think we're really off. What? Yeah, yeah that no, that's good. Much... Okay, yeah, I wasn't having as much of a disconnect error as you were, but... Internet is weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'd be like, you're either, like, taking a long pause for what I was saying, which didn't make a lot of sense. It can happen. I'm not always number one smart. Or you were then on a point that I had made, like, several moments ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't that guy from Law & Order, Devin. Not Sam Elliott. No. You know what? I'll just go and grab that. So entertain them while I'm going up and getting it. Getting what? Oh, that bumper sticker. X gonna give it to you. Gonna give it to you. Roll like cocaine straight from Bolivia. Yo, folks, let's all listen to Devin rewatch The Last Jedi trailer again. Doesn't it look great? Oh, but first we're going to watch a trailer for Fast for The Fate of the Furious, which was also a good film. Oh, Daisy's hitting the rocks. Oop, the Lucasfilm. Is showing. I did not find it. I did not find There's it. There's water. She's looking at the water. And I'm putting my headphones back in now. She's making the rocks float. Are you talking about witches? Nope. Yeah, I didn't find it. That's why I was saying a song called I Didn't Oops. Find It. Smash Red Mask. Can you hear me, Devin? I can. I'm entertaining the troops. What did he talk about? I mean, I know eventually, but... Oh, she's swinging the lightsaber around. I'm, giving, I'm explaining... Audioly, the new The Last Jedi trailer. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'll just give you time so you can do that, I guess? Oh, Finn's injured. Oh, BB-8's going. Oh, no. Black One has exploded. Lots of cool space battles. 
man. Why does Mark Hamill want the Jedi to end? Damn, yo. Still looks great. I'm excited. Oh, okay. I was wrong. It was Sam Watterson's character, Jack McCoy, who's on the Brandon Bird bumper sticker. Oh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. But uh, this has been an interesting podcast. I've definitely improved as a speaker since started. Would you feel that you've also improved as a speaker? Probably. Would you say that I've improved as a speaker? Yes, Luke. Your corny jokes are still awful, but you now hit them probably more at an appropriate time. Pazinga! Yeah, delivery is half of the joke. Yeah, I, I still think we need to work on our banter a bit more here and there. I feel, Yeah, sometimes I feel like we're really odd and then sometimes less so. Yeah, well, and I mean, part of the way that we record is normally you read and then I'll also read. I'll take notes and then I link you my notes so we don't really pre-write any jokes or have time to discuss it beforehand yeah maybe we should do that or at least discuss like major points we liked yeah fit in the jokes yeah and I mean it's not necessarily part of our inherent format like with uh, Journey into Misery part of it is Helena's reaction to the continuity that Kieran is sharing with Mm-hmm. Or like Jay and Miles, they normally work on the uh, ideas and pitches ahead of time, which is partially a benefit of having more time to do it because both of us have full time jobs and like editing podcasts takes a while. Is that what their job is? Reading. Are uh, Jay and Miles able to just solely. do that? Okay. No. I know Chris Sims uh, mostly or makes a large amount of living off of podcasting and comic writing, but that's a different setup. And he and Matt Wilson have been doing uh, War Rocket Ajax ever since Huge left, which has been for at least like five or six years, I think. Mm. Which is weird to think, because like, I remember thinking that it would take so long to catch up on their podcast back when I was just getting into podcasts to start out and then later on it was like uh oh yeah that was like back when I was working in the comic shop when they only had uh 80 or so episodes and now they're up in the uh three hundos oh dang so yeah which yeah, I don't necessarily know if we'll ever get to that point. I have a feeling that we'd probably just end up doing a weird spinoff like the uh, anime podcast that got discussed in the uh, Gorilla Man special. Oh, yes. And One Tree Hill, which will eventually make its debut. I'll believe it when I see it. I said one day. Probably not now. Probably not for a little while. <laughs> One day. 
Whenever Netflix announces the One Tree Hill reunion season. Yes. Except that I think all of them died at the end of when the tree collapsed on them. Because One Tree Hill is about like a bunch of teens and young adults with problems, but they live in a tree like they're the Keebler Elves and shit. Yeah, but they can bring back uh, Teen Heartthroat Chad Michael Murray because he did not stick around for the entire series. So he avoided the collapse of the one tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got to make it up. He's probably real... at the Smurf Village now. I'd kind of love to see, like, Avatar, like that whole universe, but it's a... Well, wait, no, shit. Okay, I want to see something that is better than your generic white white savior native propaganda film but like the main point of it is like someone is trying to save this village and everyone else is just obsessed with teen drama problems mm-hmm. that'd be I great think that could be decent mm-hmm. so what do you think makes a good teen drama Oh, that's a tough one. Well, first off, a lot of bullshit. That's important. But then you also need some humor, but you also, most importantly, need the characters to be likable. Which is something that Dawson's Creek lacked a lot of the time. Because, you know, first season, first season was actually a good season of television. Mostly because it was written by the mm-hmm. people who would later go on to write Freaks and Geeks. I didn't know that. Yep. And then they left to go make Freaks and Geeks, and then the new people were not as good. Pacey became insufferable. Katie Holmes is absolutely the worst. Dawson got annoying well, at times. But never Dawson's well, dad. Just really... I'm really feeling confused now because I feel like Dawson's Creek was like in 95 or so and Freaks and Geeks was later. But no, I guess that was in two thousand er, in 1998 that it started. Yeah. Huh, that's weird. Have you been watching Riverdale? I'm behind a couple episodes. Same with me. Uh, my I watched the first four... So you're probably even a little bit further ahead than me. Yeah, they're on, like, number nine now. Okay, the last one I remember is they got Jughead's dad his job back. Yep. I think that was later than just number four. I'm going to look it up. Number five or six. Yeah. I fell behind because uh, I have to watch it on the Roku, and my roommate has been playing a lot of Persona 5. Oh, yes. Yep, I know. And your roommate's also five. been playing Persona 5. Roommate from yeah. college. Have you... Well, wait, what do you mean roommate from college? Like, do you this... know him from college? He was my roommate from college. What? Like, we roomed all four years together. Okay, so... We don't live but together. He's also now. still your roommate. No. 
Well, I thought you said that your roommate... My former roommate. Get, like, really... Justin is that person referred to as my college roommate because it is simpler to say it than Justin because most people don't know who Justin is. Okay, but then who is your current roommate? Because I thought you had a current roommate who as you told them to get off Persona. Oh, no. No, Lorenzo the doesn't oil. have Persona. Oh, okay. Justin has Persona. I thought there was... The whole thing is since he owns it, that means I also own it. That's great. Oh, okay. So you also have it on your PS4? Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I have to make it through Mass Effect and Horizon Zero Dawn still, but... Oof. Yeah, uh, I finally set up a uh, PlayStation 4 account on my roommate's uh, PlayStation. Ah, cool. Are you going to be friends? Yeah, anybody can add me. I'm Coltrag. I have no idea how to respond to friend requests. Oh, God damn it, Luke. Well, I... You're like also the first person I've let know beyond my roommate whose uh, PlayStation it is. That's fair. Yeah. I've been enjoying Persona 5. It's given me inspiration. Though, have you played any of the other Persona games? No. Because they were like on the Vita. They weren't on like the... Like home consoles. Uh, Persona 4 and Persona 3 were. But they weren't, like, the regular version of the game, I don't think. Yes, they were. Are they? It was the Vitas that had the weird spin-offs and the remakes. Oh, okay. Like, I think Persona 4 had Gold Edition, where you could play as a female protagonist instead of a dude. So you got to romance the dudes instead of the ladies. Yeah, he had the Gold, had gold sort of Edition. Like... Yeah. Which I'm kind of sad because it's like, imagine Mass Effect where you can't romance Garrus. It's like, yeah, that's what I'm dealing with in Persona 5. You can't romance the Garrus of Persona 5. Sweet, sweet trash boy. I like Garrus. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people are hating on the new Mass Effect for stupid reasons. The new Mass Effect is fine. It is good. I've heard a lot of people were just disappointed by it. Yeah, but I think that's partially because of Mass Effect 3. Because there are a lot of people who are writing articles. There's a person who's like writing a good article about that, which is basically everyone was going to hate on it because people are still mad about the ending of Mass Effect 3. Which is true. Because they. Oh, no, they totally are. There's like Mass Effect people who played no. it when the game came out because I'm roommates with all of it, with a bunch of them, and they are all still mad about the ending of Mass Effect 3. I've also heard there are problems though with gameplay and oh no, gameplay is solid, and the writing is not as good. The writing has like never been good. And stuff. The writing has never been good, Luke. Hmm. I never finished three because of Overstreet. You should finish right there. It's really good. I do. I know, but it's been like so long that I'd feel like I'd want to go back from the start. And Harambe Shepard's time is done. And also, I let Sweet Fish Husband. I I killed Sweet Fish Husband. Wow, good for you, Luke. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I didn't let my I didn't let my romance partner die. Well, it's not letting them die. It's literally sending them to their death by sending them on the wrong mission. Oh, you fucked up that bad? Oh. Well, he wouldn't have sex with me. And so I was like, you know what? You can go die. He must just not really have been that into you, Luke. Yeah. And I think I said some wrong things, so... Harambe got friend zoned and then killed off Thane. <laughs> wow, fucking brutal, dude. Yeah. Because my black yeah, wi- Tali, she Not started taking a, a bunch of pills and all that such so we could have sex. So that her immune system would be strong. <laughs> Did I ever Just tell you why I romanced her too? After gallon of Sunny D. Basically. Because you wanted to see what was under the mask. Um, Yes, but actually... Well, you don't ever see until the third third one. No, actually, no. Here's the real reason. It was actually because I wasn't really paying attention when they explained what a Corian was, and I couldn't remember what they were. Mm -hmm. Honestly, what I thought, every time I kept seeing them, all I kept picturing in my head was Johan Krauss. I was like, can I have sex with the gas? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I hope I can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is this is a very revealing episode. That was a little sad. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I guess we're not having sex with gases. <laughs> so, out of curiosity, what else have you been getting into recently? Like, um, what is your current jam? Oh, my roommate and I have been playing a lot of Star Wars Destiny. It is a card slash dice I don't know game. anything about that game. Okay. Think magic, but is... with dice. How, how much money are you pouring into that bad boy? Um, Not a whole lot. Packs are relatively cheap. They're also impossible to find. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, no, <sighs> it's not. Fantasy Flight really fucked up, like, real bad. Because you want to spend more money? No, I actually have all the cards I want now. The good thing about getting oh, okay. in from the get-go on these type of games is it's not that hard to get the cards. Yeah, and then you can save them for like five years down the road. And yeah, exactly. This will be worth millions. Well, and on top of that, too, you don't even want all the cards. Mm-hmm. Because you can only play, like if you're doing like certain decks, like you can only have like hero cards in one deck. Because mm-hmm. you pick like two, usually two characters to play as, as your heroes. I play with Ray and Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn is the most annoying fucking character in the world for everyone else, and it's great, and I love him. Oh, so all he does is get shields, and then he throws those shields at other people for fun. So he's Captain America. Basically, the character keep they keep hyping him up like he's this master of defense. I'm like, I'm sorry. I feel the answer to that is he is not. Darth no, Maul Devin, basically just hit I'm his hands sorry. out of the way and then impaled him. I have a higher ground, Anakin. That is a card in the new set. I want that card. They like they have like because there's a card like it's a trap. There's like so many like quote cards. I'm just like there's so many quotes from that final fight that I want as a card. 
You have done oh. that yourself. She died of a broken heart. From our point of view, the Jedi are evil. Anakin, you better not jump into that lava on Mustafar. You underestimate my power. I still have not watched any of the prequels since the last one came out in theaters. I rewatched episode three sometimes. I like episode three. That was the final one where George kind of got it right. But more importantly, that was the film where Ewan McGregor single-handedly fucking held that entire film together. <laughs> what is Ewan McGregor up to these days? He just did Train Spotting 2 and it was really good. Oh, that's right. They're showing that, but I've not seen the first one. Oh, and he's in uh, the new season of Fargo, apparently. Oh, yeah, he is. That's because eventually every like yeah. actor that is mildly respected will be on Fargo. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily think that that's a uh, bad thing. I mean, it's a good show, and it's gotten people some attention that they didn't necessarily have. And they also don't just use, like, big-name actors, which is also very good. Yeah. And it, apparently it made people respect what's-her-name. Which surprised me. Um, Who? Original Mary Jane. I haven't seen season two yet. Oh, Mary Jane Watson. Oh, yeah. Kirsten Dunst. Oh, Kirsten Dunst? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that season yet. I don't think. And then, yeah. what else have I been up to? I saw Fate of the Furious. I enjoyed I've it. I've been planning on watching... I've been planning on, like, watching all the movies this on, uh, like, tomorrow, and I don't feel like that's going to happen. Just do it, Luke. Just because... You gotta see the Rock Code Stalker, that... and it was great. Well, no, I've, like, got all the DVDs to watch sometime, and it's like... No, but then you can go see the 8th one, where you can watch the Rock Coach Little League Soccer, and it's, like, the greatest scene. Oh. I've, I've been putting off seeing other movies like I tried to go and see Your Name and then it was like oh well I can go and see anime movie or I can go and play video games like my entire Easter is going to be caught up either playing video games or editing podcasts mm. which I probably don't even need to do as much because wait no shoot I do need to do that yeah, disregard that. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I was going to be like, because I don't need to worry about that until uh, the month later. But it's like, no, we're uh, recording early. But I still need to get those bad boys edited for Patreon peoples. Oh, this podcast game that I've gotten myself tied up in. Yes. I will say that he had this though. How, how good? Wait, wait, go ahead. Uh, oh, how good is that Thor trailer? Oh, dude, Thor trailer is so good. It is. I've been watching that every morning. Nice. It's like my will to live returning to me. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. 
I really feel like he captured like the spirit of those Team Thor videos like into a full length movie. Yes. Which is good because despite what James says, I do not think the Thor movies are as great as he thinks they are. I don't think they were bad, but I do think he has the weakest of the solo film of the Avengers oh, so yeah. far. Uh, because yeah, I'll fucking defend that Hulk movie. Hulk was better. Well, it's like Thor number one had like some really cool visuals, and it had Loki, and I guess Cat. It had good parts. But nothing that really made it stand out. And then the second one very much felt like it was coasting. So I actually like the second one more than I like the first one. Mostly because at least the Thor one, it was feel, it did feel a little coasting, but at least it did what I wanted, which was I don't get when Thor is on the screen, I don't give a cr- like shit about Earth. I want to see Midgard, or like I want, or not Midgard. Don't want to mm-hmm. see, don't want to see Midgard. I want to see like Asgard. I want to see the other nine realms. Where we at least got to see some more of that in that one. Though the Dark Elves were not as cool as I'd hoped. Yeah, Malekith was hella disappointing in there, but that's like the Marvel problem for everyone except for Loki, and then you'll probably bring up, well, Ultron wasn't bad, but... Ultron wasn't terrible. I want a a villain who's going to be, like, all-time great, though. Oh, yeah. The problem, well, yeah, I don't know. Actually, no. For talking about villains, I thought I, that I actually liked. I thought was good. I would actually give it to uh, Mister Orange for the Incredible Hulk. Once again, defending that movie, but also at the same time, it's also it's a large part of that has to do with the fact that those characters need more movies, I think, to develop. I don't know. I have a feeling because you that say that about Loki, but let's be real: Loki was not that cool in the first Thor movie. He sounded like a whiny little baby for most of it. But he had like fully fleshed out motivation, and he got to develop as a character. Yeah, like, but he was still a whiny little baby for most of the movie. To me, he really hit his stride when we hit. Avengers. Yeah, but I have... A... Thanos is not going to be good. I cannot see Thanos being, like, a good villain at all. I'm hope. I'm still holding out hope. It would be nice, but, like, they, they're building him up, and I, I don't see him being good. Like, we haven't seen him be effective at all in any of the movies. Yes. I'll agree with that. I think he does need to appear more. Just to kind of get that going. Now, the person actually I think could really pull it off is um, Michael Keaton. Because he's like explaining a little bit about his backstory. Like, if that's like what they're doing with it, then I think that he could be a cool villain. If that's actually like shown in the oh, film. Oh, wait, wait. I just saw, I just remembered the best villain hmm. from Iron Man 2, Birdman, Whiplash, with his whips. I want my bird. Yes. 
no. that weird choice that he made to put into the movie. And everyone was so excited when I was like, Mickey Rourke's going to be in this film. It was like right after his wrestler just... hype train. Mm-hmm. And then he pretty much plays this almost impossible to understand character who attacks with whips and who's also a super smart scientist, apparently. Mm-hmm. No, I said, what's his name? That really wasted Justin Hammer. Arnie Hammer? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll also give it to Jeff Bridges in the first Iron Man. I thought he had good motivation. Uh, my main memory of that first Iron Man is that him going supervillain just comes out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, I'm going to crush you, Tony. And then, like, five minutes later, I've got my own machine now, Tony. I'm going to kill you all. Yeah, basically. Like it's, it he, from... wants, he wants to control the Stark fortune. And of the entire but company. From like, but it went from subtle machinations slash hiring an assassin group to I'm building my own robot suit and I'm going to murder you to death. Oh, yeah. And also blow up this. Like, that's jumping from, like, six on the scale of evil to a 12 without any natural progression. But we were just getting the ball rolling. But I guess I don't know. Here's what you really need. You yeah, just I... need to get J.K. Simmons back in the movie because, damn, and Damien Chazelle to write it because he knows how to write a compelling villain. Because J.K. Simmons and Whiplash, by far, the most, like, fully formed villain I've, like, ever seen in a film. Have you seen Whiplash yet, Luke? I've, I've not. See, you're missing out. It, it's, it's on my list of things to see. So I was getting distracted by uh, someone posted pictures of uh, their Persona Three game, where the uh, naming convention was set up in the Japanese style. So a guy tried to name their character Weedman, but they were, but they did it in the wrong order for that game so their character's name was Manweed and then Persona 5 they tried to do it in the Japanese style but the game uses the English style so now they're Manweed <laughs> like the uh, premise is that uh, you're opening with your character uh, getting arrested which is like a really fun opening sequence and you're using uh, your interrogation as a framing device. So I gave my character's name as Dr. Real Name. So everyone keeps calling him Dr. or Real Name. It, it's, it's dumb fun. Nice. And it's, yeah, it's less disrupting than putting in an actual person's name. Come into that. So, yeah. Have you seen any of the uh, McElroy Polygon videos? Nope. Uh, they've been doing a uh, series right now in like the third volume of it called uh, Touch the Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Where, they work, uh, where it's uh, Griffin McElroy who runs the... Who runs a bunch of the McElroy podcasts. He's also the dungeon master for the Adventure Zone, which is where I'm stealing... 
20% of my ideas from for uh, Exiled. But uh, it's him and then Nick Robinson, who's another writer for Polygon. And Nick wasn't a big fan of Skyrim, so Griffin is uh, loading up Skyrim with different mods to try and make it unrecognizable. And so each of the arcs has been about four episodes or so, so far. So the first one they play as a skeleton who, like, goes into this increasingly weird world where, like, all trees are hands and um, there's a Majora's uh, Mask moon in the sky and they end up getting, like, Dishonored-style time-freezing powers and they're followed and, like, their companions are Aku Aku from Crash Bandicoot and Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. The second one is about a uh, orc woman named Susan Crushbone, where they try and install every sexy mod that they can without having to worry about getting blacklisted. So there's a lot of dry humping. Uh, they eventually put in a mod that adds weed to the world. <laughs> they add Pokemon to it, uh, Sonic the Hedgehogs, and they end that one by making sex to or by having a giant orgy with all the Yarls in the game on a giant floating sky, uh, sky ship. And the new one that they've started, they spent 20 minutes or so on the character builder where they put in an, they put in an advanced character builder where, like, everything has a slider. So, like, they're character is now like two stories tall has like three foot long giant middle fingers <laughs> it's like this giant star wars alien from the uh prequels nice in just how weird it is and uh yeah i won't spoil what happens but like i have had to learn not to eat while watching those because i keep <laughs> laughing and almost choking uh, that that's probably how I'm going to die, to be honest. Just like uh, choking watching videos, McElroy videos. Yes. So, I highly suggest watching Touch the Skyrim. That's probably one of the easier ones to get into. And then there's all sorts of other stuff, like uh, Monster Factory, where now they're doing a series of sitcoms where they've created the a bunch of classic sitcom families in Sims Five. But they used a, uh, like, messed up generator, so everybody's faces are really weird. And uh, Urkel became a vampire and made poor choices as a result. <laughs> Urkel like, made poor choices without one. being a vampire. Oh, <laughs> he made even worse ones as a vampire. Uh... Yeah, that was good. There was also a World of Peacecraft, where uh, Griffin tried to go through World of Warcraft without killing anyone, just so he could like take this long-distance tour. But as it kept on going on, more and more people started following him, and it's a interesting like narrative. And there's also Carboys, which is beautiful, stupid destruction. Like, how do you feel about cars? You you love your Fast and the Furious. I assume you like cars exploding. I do. And you like your very cinematic shots, correct? Mm hmm Yeah, no, you, you should watch Carboys as well. 
basically I'm highly recommending all the McElroy Polygon videos. Because those sustain me. Uh, I think we're getting good for this first episode, so... Uh, yeah, Devin, where can people find you online? You can find me online at Twitter at FredoFett, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at, at Coltregrats, K-O-L-T-R-E-G, and at my site, LukeHair.com, which I keep saying I'm going to update, but I'm not going to updating it yet. Um, Multiversal Q is normally a podcast on alternate universes. Like I said, we're taking a weird break and we couldn't necessarily come up with any high concepts for these two weeks so you're just getting us talk and hopefully that is good enough because most of the people say they like us talking so uh, like us on multiversal Q, and we'll be back next week with another episode of this until then talk 